0: And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal Thanks for listening guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode What's up everybody, this is DJ Demers I'm Kay Trevor Wilson Hey, it's Krista Allen Hi, this is Rick Mercer What's up guys, this is Paul Verzi, and you are listening to the One Man Podcast Yeah. Yeah! My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode 189, for Wednesday, December 23rd, 2020. Uh, how's it going, onesies? How are you guys doing? Are you guys excited? Are you living your best lives? Are you all set for the holiday season? Hmm, all sorts of fun holidays going on. Too many to name, or like three, who knows? <laughs> I know Christmas, Hanukkah, and Kwanzaa, and I know nothing about Kwanzaa. Um, so there you go. I'm ignorant. Um, but hey, I still have a show for you regardless, right? One to celebrate right before, uh, little baby Jesus' birthday. Little baby Jesus, I'm going to talk to you guys about a bunch of different things. I'll give you an update on the 200th, uh, the one man podcast, 200th episode, limited edition collector's box. I will tell you about that. Uh, I did a one nighter, I did a private party, a private Christmas party last week at uh, some rich dude's place, and I'll tell you guys about that. Um, I, uh, ended up fucking up and, uh, and got two meal kits delivered. So I've been cooking every day, excuse me, with these meal kits. I don't know why I'm, I'm hiccuping and burping. I don't know. All I did was have like a sip of foam off of my coffee. That's all I did. Um, what else? Um, do, do, do. we got a couple shows coming up. i got another bonus episode coming up for you guys on Friday that I'll uh, tell you a little bit about. I may have already spoken about it because I recorded it like last week. Um, what else? Watch the season finale of Mandalorian. Won't, uh, won't really spoil anything for that. Um, we're locking down again. I'll tell you my thoughts on that. i got a holiday meal coming up and then I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about the nature of this podcast. So first I'll just address one more time that the holidays are coming up and what a magical time of year. You know, all the stories about baby Jesus. (laughs) I don't know any of the Hanukkah stories. Uh, I guess the Jews get together, light candles and watch Adam Sandler's eight crazy nights. I don't know how it works. Um, Not suggesting that's what it is. Uh, Not suggesting that's what I think. That's just the first funny thing that I could come up with. Um, That, but like the story of baby Jesus, huh? The three wise men showing up with the gifts. Uh, They did their holiday shopping early because they had a trip to make. I always wonder about that too. It's like, yeah, these three old guys fucking showing up with gifts for this kid. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe they were like, you know, maybe they were child molesters. You ever think about that? I mean, we know so much more about them now than we once did, right? Before people people used to fall for it. So maybe these guys heard there was this kid all alone in a in a manger, right? Which maybe the mangers were like the truck stops of the old Bethlehem days. (laughs) So you're like, ah, you know, you got this kid back there maybe they just brought toys, right? Try to lure little baby Jesus back to their camels. You know, it's just the old, the old bait and switch the way it used to happen back then. You know, there wasn't, there wasn't truck stops and white vans. There was, uh, there was mangers and there was camels, you know, and then they showed up and the mother and father were there. Well, the, the mother and stepfather and, uh, they're like, Oh, Oh, uh, these, well, we, we heard tale of your miraculous child and, uh, brought gifts for him gifts for a n- newborn, which he will not understand. I don't know what the, the gifts are. Sorry. I don't know if you guys heard that, but I can hear it clear as a bell. Jason and Kamar yelling, holding court town hall meeting in the, in the upstairs. I'm gonna have to take a video of what our upstairs looks like sometime for you guys. So you know how blatantly obvious my door closed with a giant one man podcast recording sign on. They're like, they never talk to each other that's the funny thing. It's like, you, you know, they also never like cook unless I'm in the kitchen trying to make something. Whatever. Anyways. All right. No complaints. No complaints. So back to baby Jesus being molested by these weirdos. Ah, uh, no, I'm just saying it will be interesting. Hey, maybe that was part of the story. And then Chris Hansen walks out. have a sheet. Why don't you have a sheet in this hay over here? Uh, he's the only one he's immortal by the way. Um, anyways. So yeah. Um, I'll tell you guys some stuff, uh, real quick. I'm going to do a quick little update on the old, uh, one man podcast. Uh, collector's edition box okay so uh it won't be as long as last week last week i was going on to all the details for you guys this is just a quick little uh quick little update so um boxes is coming along great a lot of the products that we've picked are like seen them the seen the proofs everything looks good i'm so excited guys um initially i had 12 items for the box okay um i won't list them all but i had 12 items for the box the uh box is down to 10 Okay. So two things, two things. All right. So I got some, I really only have like an update. Like the good news is that everything looks great. Everything's great quality. I'm super happy with that. We've got our numbers in everything has been, um, uh, almost finalized. Half of the stuff has been finalized thumbs up off to the, to the production. Um, and then everything else has been like finalized on the quotes and prices and the design, like the, not the design, sorry, but, uh, basically The process is, you know, I pick the stuff, they send me a quote, we figure out what we can do, how close we can get to what I want, everything so far. There's only one thing that's not a hundred percent exactly the way I want it, um, which is, uh, the little phone wallets, um, for them, it was like, it was going to be a black phone wallet with the logo on it. So orange dude, white text, the, uh, method that they get the logoing on. It's only one color. So I just have to go full orange on it. It's not super pretty one man podcast in orange instead of white. It's not a huge deal, but when it comes to branding and stuff, you know, you want to stay true to your colors. That's the only thing where I'm like, mm, all right. The alternative was to do some sort of like four color process where we'd have to send it to China and they like dye the ink directly into the, the stuff. The price would have doubled on the units. It would have taken like eight weeks to come that kind of shit. So I was just like, mm, all right, that's, and it's, I'm going to give you guys something that's been like dyed with all these different colors and stuff like that. You know, that's where they, they're basically injecting lead, lead paint into your, your thing that you're going to have on your phone in your hand constantly, just transdermally absorbing all this shit. I'm, I'm not actually saying that there's lead in it. It's a joke again, a comedy podcast from time to time. But, uh, yeah, so that was the, that's the only thing that, and in terms of the quality, quality still standing on it. It's just the color is not exactly how I want it. That's, that's it. So you get the full logo, but in one color instead of two, that's the, the compromise, the only compromise that I had to make everything else was. It's either great or it's fucking out like an umpire. I'm like, you're out of here. So, um, this week I got the backpack in the backpack came in cause we wanted to see it. Um, and I was even chatting with my guy and when I got on the phone with him, he was like, he was like, you know what, for, for a backpack that's cost is like ten fifty before we do anything to it. He's like, I'm actually really impressed with, with the quality of this thing. It's, it's exceeded my expectations. So I was like, great. First things first is like, it's listed as orange and black. I go, you know, sorry, red and black. And in the picture, it's orange. I I asked him on the phone, I go, is it, is it orange or is it red? He goes, it's, it's red. I'm like, fuck. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm not putting a red one out. We'll just do the all black, but I'm like, I'm going to come in and see it. Like I said, I'm not going to put anything in this. That's that shit. And have you guys just be like, oh, he's just throwing shit together. No deal. So I drove all the way out there. Uh, The second this thing hit my hands, I'm like, nope. The, the, The straps on the backpack were so thin that it was like a child's backpack you'd pick up at like a giant tiger or fuck, like even Kmart seems like too high end for this thing. I'm trying to think of something for the States that relates to like giant tiger, but yeah, it was just, it was like the straps were so thin. There was like no padding in them at all. I'm like I would never I would never use this personally and and I'm never giving my onesies something that I wouldn't use so I just looked at it and I was like yeah uh no no we're not doing it not doing it so uh backpacks out gang backpacks out sorry to disappoint uh, you would have been trust me more disappointed to receive this thing the the quality was that um and then uh update number two on the box is the whiskey glass that I am super happy with that looks amazing um the vast majority of you aren't whiskey drinkers. You're not uh, not interested in that kind of shit, which is fine. Fine. Whiskey is my wheelhouse, my jam. Um... I'm still getting them. The only thing is that the glasses are coming in landed at $13 and 50 cents each. And, uh, and my final update on the box is that the box's final price. Now that we have all these quotes and everything like that to get all the items in at 10 items, the box is actually the cost on the box for me is 150 bucks. That's what all the items in the box cost, like 148 and change. So I'm like, okay, well, this thing's way over budget as is. So even pulling, believe it or not, even pulling the whiskey glass out, I still make it to 148 So if that tells you anything about the quality of like the hats and the t-shirts and the water bottles and the mugs and all that stuff journals, all that, like it's, we're not buying things that are like two bucks, three bucks and throwing them all together. Like for, for what it's worth, it's, it's a quality box. But so here's the thing, 10 items in the box uh, the new era hat, the, the t-shirt, the coffee mugs, like the coffee mugs are landed at 12 bucks each. So again, like they're a quality, quality cup. Um, and, and with everything that's on it, branding, everything like that. So everything looks good guys. And I even switched up. I have made sure that the logos weren't the same on everything. So that the things that you get are going to be differentiated. It's not like you just got 10 things with the same logo on them. Like they're, they're mixed up so that it's branded, but it's different stuff, different color schemes, different styles. So you don't just get bored of, of the shit. So, fun in that regard um it's funny too even like the deck of playing cards because they're Vegas style and they come like you know with UV protection and and the cards are laminated and they basically you could have got like cardboard cards where like the first couple times you play with them they bend and crinkle because there's no protection there's no laminate on them so these are basically like you know professional cards so that you can you actually can use them and they'll stand up to your usage but again it's like eight bucks a deck by the time it's done, right, and and of course with the quantities. So, um, the 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 best the basically here's where I ended up. I was like I was telling you guys, I'm like hundred bucks. I'm gonna make this thing like the numbers we were looking at was like okay, I can get this thing like I I was figuring I'd be somewhere around like a hundred and twelve hundred and fifteen dollars, and I was like I'll eat the fifteen bucks. I want these to be like a hundred dollar box for you guys. Well, everything all said and done, the hats are the big one. The hats are coming in at thirty five bucks landed uh just because the hat is expensive because it's a fucking great hat and then all of the 3D embroidering and everything like that. Uh so the hats are are what are just a bite right out of there. They're more than a third of the box on their own. Just the one hat in there and then another 25 for T-shirts were at 60 bucks already. So if it gives you an idea of like where's all this stuff coming from, it's it's kind of hitting you from left and right with some of the bigger items. And then the little ones are fine. But anyways. So, uh long story short is what I did was I reached out to the pre-orders that I have already and I was like, "Okay, listen. The boxes are are costing 150 bucks and that's without packaging or anything like that. That uh, that cost I'm going to eat up just because I want to look good for you guys, but uh just the items in the box, 150. So what I said to my pre-orders is I look, I know I said 100 bucks, I'm going to split the difference uh with you guys if it's cool. Um I'm going to do it for 125 and I'll eat the other $25 cost. So I'm I'm splitting the difference with you. I quoted 100, but I was I was off. So let's do, you know, 125, what have you. And uh, ev- like like half the people that pre ordered were like, no, no, I'll just pay the 150. I'm like, no, no, I don't. I'm the kind of person, like, I don't like giving my word on something. Yeah, it's only going to be this. And then it gets altered and shit. So I was like, also, I'm like 100 bucks. I told you there's backpack. There's no backpack now. There's Everyone was super cool about it. Everyone's like, no, let's play the 150. I'm like, no like i'm i'm gonna do 125 here's the thing i'm ordering so much of these stuff uh certain items that have like a like a higher margin on them so as i sell those after shows and stuff i'll be able to recoup the 25 bucks per box that i put and it's 25 25 boxes hey siri what's 25 times 25 i know for you it's some of you is quick but 25 times 25. yeah it's 625, 625 bucks that's a, it's a lot of money to just be like eh, i'll just eat that um but for anybody listening <laughs> For any of you guys who are listening, who are like, oh, I'm, I'm on the fence with this box. Uh, it's cheaper for you than it is for me. <laughs> and it's got some quality shit in it. So I'm actually paying more for this shit than you are. And I'm going to be keeping like one of everything for myself. So um, just anyone who's on the fence is like, no, I'm not sure. Like this is not an attempt at me gouging you or anything like that. This is quite literally me being like, well, I want to get you guys some cool shit and you know, my, my need, my need to get you guys like the best quality shit may have, may have pushed the budget up a little higher. But like I said, some of the items was like, it was no question. You know, I wasn't going to save $3 on a hat and get you guys a shitty hat. I wasn't going to save five bucks on a shirt and get you a shirt that, you know, is too heavy, doesn't breathe well or or whatever it is. So like, I want you guys to actually like, and use the shit that's in there. I've already said that. Anyways, I also said it wouldn't make this long. So Um, that's the update. No backpack backpack was too shitty. It would have, it like, even if it was like, yeah, again, and the backpack would have been like 16, 17 bucks by the time it was done, branded, embroidered, all that shit. So like it would have jumped the cost of the box up. It would have been shitty. It would not have been worth the money. Not, not in a million years. And then the next like cheapest backpacks were like 30 some dollars and looking at them, like they were, eh again, like why spend 30 bucks and be like, eh. And then of course we jack up the price of the box more, blah, blah, blah. So we're, we're, we're landed at 10 items, 10 items in this box, plus the personalization, which I did the graphic design for uh, yesterday. A uh, few of the listeners have already uh, seen what their personalization looks like and are like, that's fucking awesome. Um, I'm very happy with how it turned out. So That's, uh, that's all done. Uh, all the orders are placed, uh, just waiting on some of the items for the, the graphic design company or sorry company, but the, the graphic design department to send me the proofs on those bad boys and just be like, here you go. What do you think? You know, is that one good? Is that good? Yeah. Boom. Send it off the order. It's literally the last step before we order it. Um, yeah. And then when they come in, I'll, I'll pick them up. So anyone who's interested in picking up one of these limited edition boxes, there are a few left. Um, there's about half of them left. Uh, all the other pre-orders were, were super cool. And you know, like I said, they were like, no, whatever. Like, yeah, that's great. we're, we're still on board and that's, they didn't care that the the backpack wasn't in. It doesn't don't, don't really Like I said, don't really care. that The whiskey glass isn't in it. I got like, uh, one of my buddies is a listener and, uh, and he's a whiskey guy. So I'm just going to give him one for Christmas. All right. If you were a whiskey person, ha ha reason to get into whiskey, I would have just taken care of you. But, uh, but anyways, yeah. So, but to, but to throw something in, that's like 15 bucks that, that no one really cares about anyways, uh, would have been way too expensive. Um, so I'll sell those, I'll sell those, my whiskey tastings. I'll sell those after the shows. When people see me drinking out of the, the glass on stage, that'll be that they're, they're, they're fucking wicked, cool, dude, wicked, cool. And if you want, If any of my listeners want, you know, if you want to pay the extra, I'll just charge you cost. I'm not going to, I'm not going to profit, but if anyone who's like really wants one of the whiskey glasses, um, in their box, um, just contact the one man podcast.com. Let me know. And I'll, I'll just, we'll just bump up the, I haven't, I haven't collected from anyone yet. So, um, when we do that, I'll just, I'll just put in the extra 13 bucks or whatever for the glass and I'll, I'll make sure I ship that along with you there. Uh, spreadsheets upon spreadsheets upon word files and everything like that organizing all of the sizing for everyone's hats and logos and shirts and there's that it's been fun guys it's been a lot of fun i've been spending shit loads of time on it um you know approving and designing the fucking usb drives look awesome The USB drives look awesome, guys. They're shaped like a credit card and they have a a USB that slides at the end. It's only a gig because again, like one gig on these things landed were like eight bucks a piece, but that's big enough for me to put it up. Like actually my episodes like 30 megs. So I could put fucking 30 episodes of that right math. I could put 32 episodes on a, on a flash drive. You know what I mean? So like you can hold a lot of audio and stuff like that on uh, on a flash drive. But for me, my flash drives are generally speaking, like when I'm taking things to the printers, um, yeah, predominantly that's what it is. Uh, very rarely am I like selling albums and stuff and even to sell an album, you could do that under a gig. So I know some people are like, Oh, my flash drives all 16 gigs. Like how much shit are you carrying around for me? If I'm carrying that much stuff, I'm bringing my like portable hard drive, not a USB drive. For me, the USB drive is something I can take the printers and one gig is plenty for JPEGs and and stuff like that. So in case you're going like one gig, that's not very much. Well, yeah, your phone is your music player. So you're not carrying your music around on this. This is more like if you happen to be somewhere and you need to give a file or take a file, you've got this thing in your wallet. And that's the best part of this thing is that it fits in your wallet. It's not like something you have to hold in your pocket or put on your keychain. Like I love how they have these little thin plastic clips on usb drives right like they, they punch a hole in thin plastic and put it on with a bunch of metal keys that twist and turn that thing shatters off and falls in your pocket like first week every flash i've ever had that i put on my keychain first week um and then alternatively it's just something you put in your pocket and you forget it you put it through the wash whatever and you just lose it so the fact that it's like a credit card and you put it in your wallet even better all right so uh that's the thing for that i remember i was speaking with somebody this week um and this is a thing that I want to address. I was going to address it later in the podcast, but since I'm talking about the box in the nature, cuz cuz one person was saying to me, he's like, "Well, you know, hey, if you're if you're breaking even on a lot of this stuff, you know, and I'm letting you guys behind the curtain too. You guys know that I I work for marketing companies and I do all sorts of different promotions and shit like that." Um I just had this horrible thought. I'm like, "What if nothing I've said has been recording?" I had to look over the thing. I paused it when uh, when Jan Kamar started talking in the hallway. So I'm like looking over the thing. I'm like, "Oh, please tell me it recorded." can't have those words lost to the ages. But, um, so the idea with the box too, is like, I, I just like the idea, you know, this is, we can do some promoting this month uh, already. I went out and I bought a shitload of business cards and some, uh, stickers and some things like that. A couple different size stickers and even some stickers for the the stuff I shared. Like I sent my pal Rad. I've mentioned this before, uh, a book a while back. And I was just like, Hey, when you're done just pass it along. Like, I like the idea that like with all these books that I have physical media, like I don't want to hold it all forever. And once I've read something, unless it's a reference book or something, I'd like to, to pass it along and share it and let other people enjoy it. So for me, um, I, I made, I made this thing that I put in the book. I just posted this, Hey, this was shared with a one man podcast listener, a little promo in it, if you will. And it's just something that I post inside, you know, a book inside the cover. So hopefully whoever sees it, you know, I was telling you guys about those little libraries on your front yard or whatever, you know, little take a book, leave a book, whatever, just that kind of thing. And hopefully someone, if it ends up in someone's hand, who's never heard of this podcast, maybe, maybe they'd be like, oh, that's a nice thing. Well, maybe I'll take a look at this guy's podcast. And then he tunes in and I'm talking about the, the, the three wise men being pedophiles right off the top. Um, <laughs> but uh, that was, but, but those stickers and things I give away after shows and business cards and all that, that's just promo. Right. So I got a few thousand, you know, a mix of a couple thousand stuff made up and that was like 400 bucks. Totally happy to spend it, but it's, it's just promo cost. It's just waste. It's no, no redemption or, or whatever. Um, you know, there's no, there's no breaking even on that. There's no, you know, it's just, it's just to the the cost of doing business, right? You pay to play, uh, when you're self-employed. So the idea with the one man podcast box is again, why I really stress the stuff with the, um. The quality is that I, I don't know if I've mentioned this already, but when I first started standup comedy, like I would see comics selling t-shirts and other things like that, predominantly t-shirts. And then of course, like DVDs with their specials and stuff like that. Every now and again, I'd see some guys doing like fridge magnets because it or buttons because you know, they're cheap, right? You make them cheap and you can sell them for like five bucks and you make your money, whatever it is. So when I first started, I started, I, you know, I did like a run of t-shirts that had like my, my silly little caricature on them and they were gilded because they were cheap. I'm like, oh, I can get them for like three bucks a shirt plus the screen print and whatever. So it'd be like seven bucks by the time I was done. I'd sell them for 20 bucks because that's what people were selling t-shirts for. So I was like, I'll sell them for 20 bucks and that, that, and they like, they didn't sell. Um, I don't know if it's because the, the, t- the t-shirt quality, like if they just saw Gildan and went, ah, fuck that. Or if, or if it just, if there wasn't a joke on, it, it was just my caricature and people didn't like me enough to like want to wear my fucking stupid face. on. I don't even think I have one of those shirts. My mom, I think does, but I, I don't have it. I'll try to take a picture and show you guys what they look like. But then it was like, no, I need something with like a joke on it. And then I did another run of t-shirts, like, you know, a couple years later or whatever with, with like some stupid GED joke I did on them. It didn't make sense on a shirt. Like the joke was funny, but it didn't make sense on a shirt. Uh, and that didn't work out. Um, right. And then, and then I was like, okay, well, and that those ones actually still have like a pile of laying around and I'm like, okay, well, I don't, those shirts are garbage. I don't do the joke anymore. So there's no sense in me. You know, I, these, these shirts would be rags, but they cost me like four or five bucks. I couldn't sell them for five bucks after show just to get my money back for the shirts. Right. Like nobody cared. Um, but they're gilded which is like a cheap brand of shirts, like hundred percent cotton. They're heavy. They don't breathe well. They're not really that comfortable to wear. It's like the kind of thing that if you're doing a fundraiser, they'll be like, Hey, here's your, here's your free volunteer t-shirt and you wear it and you're like, Oh, you get home, you throw it in the laundry and you never use it ever again. You, you, it's just not comfortable. Well, I learned that when I did my hilarious bastard show, which was a show that was, was very popular here. It just took a shitload of work. Um, I don't think I've done one since I started the podcast, but it was like three headliners one night at the the club or whatever. Uh, Great shows. The talent that I brought on those shows was like unbelievable, unbelievably strong. Um, You know, like one show I had uh, Pete Johansson, my buddy, Paul Verzi, and I'm trying to think of who else was on the show. I think Rick Curry, Um, like just, just unbelievably strong show. Uh, Another one, Nathan McIntosh, Arthur Simeon, uh, Trent McClellan, like just stupid strong shows. Like these are all people who like, like Nathan McIntosh has done uh late night with Stephen Colbert. Uh, he's done Conan. Um, Arthur Simeon has done just for laughs and funny as hell. And all like the greatest shows, Trent McClellan's one of the cast members of this hour is 22 minutes. And you would have got like the, the idea of the show is that you could put the show on at a soft seat theater in the city, pay a hundred, you know, charge a hundred dollars a ticket for it. And, and it would still be great here. You get to go see it in a club environment, which means you can drink, you know, drink, enjoy yourself. And you're seeing all three of these guys on one bill for like $20 a ticket. It was like, it was unbelievable. These shows. So when I did hilarious bastards, I I remember just thinking afterwards with the shirts. I'm like, well, I couldn't give these shirts away for five bucks. You know what I mean? Like five bucks. Hey, it's a shirt. It was called like, I was breaking even if not, I was like losing a dollar to a shirt, but I was getting some of the money back. But with the hilarious bastards show, I was like, I want to do some t-shirts for this with the, with the hilarious bastards logo, but I want, but I'm like, I want the shirts to be good. You know what I mean? Like I want something new. I want something that like, looks kind of like, you know, where the logo belongs in the background and everything like that. I want it to be a good shirt and comfortable and everything. So remember like we got these American apparel shirts and they were the, the shirts by the time they were done were like 22 bucks each with the logo and printing like landed final cost taxes in 22 bucks each. So I'd sell them for 25 bucks. So I'm not really making, I mean, I didn't make these shirts to make money. I made the shirts. Cause I'm like, I want, I want to promo the show and I want some badass shit. I would even give the odd t-shirt to like the guys on the show. You know what I mean? If they really wanted one, I was like, Hey man, thanks for doing the show. Boom, t-shirt, whatever. Again, having a high profile person, having these t-shirts and wearing them, loving them. I'm like, that works great for me. Happy, very happy with that um and uh but that that lesson was learned with the whole like if you're spending if you're getting something that people like you know and is comfortable you know then then it's it's breaking even is fine because now they're actually wearing it now they're doing the job of the promoting right being in marketing for the last few years doing all these marketing gigs i've spent a lot of time giving away even this all those stuff is free giving away a lot of stuff and seeing what people like and what people don't and so i've used that with the creation of this box i also learned that like it's okay to break even as long as you have good quality products that people are going to want to wear so again if i made you guys if i gave you guys a shitty hat with you know snapback or velcro on the back or something like that that wasn't comfortable it was kind of shitty you're constantly readjusting because it's bad quality it's coming apart you're not going to wear it. And for me to break even on, it makes no sense. Like I can sit at home and break even if, if all the stuff I give you is going to sit in your garage in a box or go with the garbage. So the main thing is how do I promote the podcast and, and cool stuff and have those logos out there on something that you're actually going to want to wear. So just know that that's what I put in, into effect with everything that we made is making sure that everything is cool, good quality like that, that, that lesson that I learned throughout 10 years of trying to make shirts and products and things like that. And, you know, some work, some not. And then of course, giving away stuff to see. And, and one person made the argument, well, you know, when you're giving away this stuff, I'm like, well, yeah, you'd think if I was giving it away for free, um, like the, the promotional products for all the marketing companies, like you'd think that they'd be more inclined to take them because they're free. But some of the things they were flat out, like, no, I don't want that, even though it was free. So those, that data was very, very important too. Like why would someone pay for something that they don't want when it's free? And then some things they got excited for. So yeah, maybe some people wanted some or some of the shit just because it was free. And if they had to pay for it, yeah, less likely. But again, that's the nature of the box, right? The Box, you got everything together, discounted price. The the price, um, oh, that's the one price I didn't, uh, I have it available accessible through the spreadsheets, but I didn't, uh, in terms of like the retail, right? Like if I was charging, you know, instead of paying 35 bucks for the hat, if I charged 40 for them, like what would the, what would the cost of everything in this box be 25 for the water bottle instead of 21, that kind of thing. The water bottles are super dope, man. I'm so excited. I can't wait to actually physically get one, but they're because they're quality. Like, you know, you pay for a good water bottle or thermal bottle or whatever you want to call it. It's a double, it's a metal double walled bottle, but this, these guys like, a, you know, easily 25, 30 bucks in store. So, um, I'm super guys, I'm going to, I'm going to move off at super quick. but the point was, is that someone was saying to me, like, you know, Hey, like, what's the point of the box? I'm like promo, we're going to get some stuff out there. And they asked me, um, like, well, if you're, if you're, if you're going to be promoting the, the podcast and trying to get new listeners and things like that, like, are you thinking about like making it better? Which I don't think they meant to ask such, um. I don't want to say a stupid question because it is stupid to say like, Hey, if you're doing something, are you going to try to make it better? Like who goes? No, I'm never going to try to improve what I'm doing. The whole idea of life is to constantly improve and whatever you're doing, you should always be trying to improve. So whether I had more listeners or not, I'm going to try to make this better all the time. Um, But there, I think what they meant was like, you know, well, it's supposed to be like a comedy podcast. It's supposed to be funny. And the truth is like, yeah, it's supposed to be funny. Sometimes I do what I can to make it funny. Right off the top riffing about the three wise men. That's just like a funny thought that goes to my head. I'm going to share it with you guys. But here's the thing about this podcast, even though it's supposed to be a comedy podcast and there are people, I know a lot of people, some of my listeners don't listen to other podcasts. They listen to my podcast to support, which I do appreciate. Please know I'm not ungrateful for that, but there's some people who just listen to my podcast. They've never heard another podcast ever. They don't know what podcasts are like. So to them, like when I say it's a comedy podcast, like for some reason, the expectation is that they're going to tune in and they're going to be laughing their asses off for an hour. Like that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm, uh, that's the expectation that, that I'm setting, which is not. Um, It is a comedy podcast. I'm going to try to make you laugh. I'm going to talk about my life in comedy and things like that and tell you road stories and stuff. But um, the thing is the best in the business, George Carlin put out one hour of new material every year. And that was unheard of, unheard of. So the idea that I'm going to be sitting here and I'm going to be doing an hour of hilarious material every week and mind you, those guys worked out like Carlin and all the ones who, who put it a special every year or two, they're working it in front of an audience, all the material, all the ideas, all the concepts. So they're getting immediate feedback, whether this is working or whether it's not I'm talking to the fucking wall here right? So I have no idea what your level of engagement is. I don't know what things are when I start riffing on something, if you're actually laughing along with me, sometimes I'm telling a story that I'm just mad about and people are like laughing and telling me, oh, it was hilarious the way you were getting pissed off. Whereas in my head, I'm not even trying to be funny in the moment. I'm just frustrated in the, the metaphors and rela- the relating shit just happens to be working out in a, I guess, a funny way for the listener. But if you don't listen to comedy podcasts, the idea is that there's shit loads of them and it's not funny every two seconds. It's funnier when I have guests. Absolutely. You know why? Feedback. I can see if that person's engaged. They're playing off what I'm saying. I'm playing off what they're saying. There's more to the mix. All right. But the idea that you'll tune into this podcast and I'm just going to make you laugh for an hour straight every single week. That's asking me to be 52 times funnier than George Carlin without an audience to give me that feedback. So, I don't say that to be rude or to attack the person that asked me. I say it to sort of if anyone if for some of you listeners who who don't listen to anybody but me, I would start by saying, listen to some other comedy podcasts. They're funny. There's you get to you get to connect more with with talents that you like because you get to hear more from them and they tell more stories and stuff. But They're not, they're, none of them are funny start to finish. None of them. In fact, a lot of them are just talking my, one of my favorites, Bill Burr, uh, his Monday morning podcast, Bill talks about sports and he'll talk about learning aviation stuff. And he'll talk about going to farmer's markets. He basically is just telling you what's going on with him. A lot of comics are just telling you what's going on with them. And they might have a funny story to share on occasion. I do too. But it's not, if you're tuning in for an hour of funny and your expectation is why isn't this comedy podcast making me laugh, listen to interviews on the radios with comics, a seven minute interview. And they might say one or two funny things. And that's like what they had saved for that. You know what I mean? It's like the same thing as you can see if a, a guy on just for laughs kill for six minutes, but all he had to work on that year was that one, six minutes. If he had to do an hour every fucking week, it wouldn't be that funny. One of my favorite guys ever. Um, Mitch, Jesus Christ, Hedberg, because Mitch Fatello's in my mind recently. Mitch Hedberg would crush a six minute spot at, at, at just for laughs. It's all I ever saw of him was these little six. I'm like, this guy's fucking hilarious. The first time I ever listened to a Mitch Hedberg album, I was so disappointed because it was so, it sounded like he was just throwing out ideas for the vast majority of the show. And then he would get to like one of those jokes that I'd seen on just for laughs. And I would, I would find it funny. So like you take a guy. With one-liners and you go, Hey, can you take an hour of one-liners and pick your best six minutes? Can you pick your best 10% of those one-liners? And you're like, yeah, for sure. So what I'm saying again, and uh, is if you tune in every week and, and, and you go, well, I didn't laugh the entire time. So Josh is failing miserably at this comedy podcast. You need to understand that. Like I said, I'm not 56 times funnier than George Carlin who gave an hour a year. I'm not. And George Carlin, uh, is actually famously quoted for saying, if you're not going to be funny, be interesting. Now I'm not suggesting that every time I'm not being funny, I'm also being interesting. I'm the first one to admit that. So I, uh, it's a continuous process. Again, talking to the wall is difficult. If you're having a conversation with somebody, I know lots of people that can actually be talking to someone and not picking up on the body language that they don't give a fuck what they're talking about. Unfortunately my wall doesn't frown or look away when I'm when I'm saying shit and also at the same time trying to fill an hour with, with fucking just talking can be difficult at times. So I know that this is something that every now and again, someone will just find that will ask me. So I'm not putting it on this most recent person, but they just sort of said in correlation with trying to advertise the podcast more, am I going to try to make it better? Well, of course I'm always trying to make it better. What, what also makes things better is feedback contact at onemanpodcast.com. Feel free to share your feedback with me guys. I would like to know you know, if you're just going to say, so yeah, I don't like it. I'm like, well, then why are you even listening? If you don't like it, why are you listening? But tell me what you do like, tell me what you don't like, you know? And it's, it's hard. You can't just adjust for one person because sometimes, you know, if one person gives you feedback, you're like, oh shit, I better change that one thing that one guy doesn't like. And then a bunch of other people like, oh no, I actually like that thing. Um, so it's hard to make, you know, to please, you can't please everybody. It's just the way things are, but I will say this. Uh, I'm not funnier than George Carlin, especially not 56 times with an audience. Um, I also am not always interesting though. I try to be interesting or at least share information with you guys, right? You're tuning in to find out what's going on with me. This is what's going on with me. And I've said it, I've said it every single person that like wants to see my podcast, you know, they're like, Oh, you got a podcast. I always say, start with the interviews, find an episode where there's a name Listen to me talk with that person. Those ones are a lot more engaging than me talking to the wall. And I go, my podcast can be good or bad depending on the week. My podcast is me telling you about my week. Okay? So if I have a good week, it's probably going to be a good episode, at least interesting. If I'm stuck in quarantine and I'm playing video games and watching TV and we can't go anywhere, um, odds are I'm not reinventing the wheel in my fucking bedroom while avoiding my roommates. You know what I mean? So... Like sometimes it's a real, it's an effort to, to, you know, you're fighting the expectation, <laughs> you know, oh, it's gonna be good this week. And I'm sorry, you know what? And if I'm stuck at home, you're probably stuck at home too with quarantine, right? And if you're looking to me to you the know, fuck, I'm bored. Josh is going to pull me out of it. Fuck, maybe not. Odds are I'm kind of going through the same thing as you. um So in that case, fucking let's pick something. But I've even suggested before in the past that I'm like, if you guys see something absolutely ridiculous on a streaming service that looks absolutely asinine, fucking send me an email and be like, this thing looks stupid. You watch it and tell me what you thought. I'll do that for you. If it's creating content that, that you guys want to see or whatever, I'll do that. Find something absolutely stupid. Like I'm not, I'm not going to watch an entire series, but if you find a documentary on something stupid or, or you see like a, uh, just a, I wouldn't even call it a B horror movie. It looks so bad. There's one called Wolf Cop where the, the, background banner on Netflix was like the, the, like a werewolf laying down for like a boudoir shoot. And it was called Wolf Cop. And I'm like, how, how does that relate to anything? Like, how is that, that one picture? Oh, the movies it's look, he's, he's laying down on red velvet to take a, a boudoir shot as a werewolf. What? So I'm, I'm definitely open to ideas of anything that's going to make it more entertaining for you guys. So if if it's going to be me, and by the way, if you send me a B movie, I'm spoiling the shit out of that. I'm not going to fucking be like, okay, spoiler alert for all you people who I know can't wait to watch Wolf Cop. Just, I'm saying I'm open to shit like that. So if you're not gonna be funny, be interesting. That's what I'm working on. That would be the the hardest thing. So, like I said, I've started a new sort of system the last, uh, you know. X amount of episodes where instead of me writing down the old way was like, I would forget what was going on with my week. So I would write like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday down on a sheet of paper. And I would write down everything that I did on those days just so I'd have them available. But then I kind of just became like, I just read every day and this is what I did. And that was, those were some painful episodes. not going to lie for me. And I'm sure for you, But now it's just kind of like, I got a sheet of paper. I've, I've got my, my, my deets on it. Anything interesting that happens, I'll just write it down. There's no necessary order that I have to put them in. I don't have to tell you everything in chronicle, chronicle chronological, chronological order. I can just tell you kind of what's what. And the answer so there's lots of times where I've got notes on the sheet where by the time we're getting through the episode, I'm like, you know what? I've said enough said enough. The episode's coming to a close. There's no reason to tell me you guys will even hear it sometimes too. I'll, I'll write down like, you know, I'll be four days into the week and I've done, you know, nothing. And then I, like, I I'll take my mom out shopping. I'll write and I'll talk mom to Costco. I'm like, maybe I'll think of something I saw there, or maybe that'll be a talking point. Maybe I'll tell you guys about how, you know, non-social distanced people are in a Costco or whatever. But I'm like, but it's a talking point. Again, when you're doing nothing, It's a talking point. Like I just, I just spent like three or four evenings this week, uh, you know, a minimum an hour or two, every single time burning through the last of us part two, again, with my roommate, Simon, I'm not going to bother going into that, but took up a big portion of my, my spare time this week. It was fun. Love the story. He loved the story. We finished it last night. He he was like, that was incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, but that's it. Like, it's just not everything is worth talking about. So for what it's worth, for those of you, like, it's funny too, because I know a lot of my listeners who's just the, I'm just one of many podcasts I listen to. they never complain. It is what it is. They're busy doing something. This fills their time. So, um, and it's funny too, because like, I'm actually starting to get a lot of work with comedy. I've actually been turning down some gigs as of late. Um, so it's, it's cool to actually, it's funny, the harder I try not to like just take a week off and do fuck all the, the more the universe is like, no you're going to, you're going to do up So, and I've got new bits. I've got new you know, stuff. Like, I, like, it's funny. Cause I was like, Oh, how am I going to do an hour without using any of my old stuff? I'm doing, I'm doing like 30, 40 minutes. And I'm like, I'm walking off stage with like, I, I'm, I'm getting ready to go on stage. I'm like, Oh, is this like, this feels like it's maybe 20 minutes. I'm on stage. I'm riffing. I'm having a good time. And I'm coming off at 30 minutes going, fuck. I didn't get to half the shit on this list. So it's, it's funny to be, to be developing material. I, Quite literally finish recording this podcast and, uh, and then I'm heading off to absolute comedy tonight. Uh, it's Tuesday. So you guys will miss this show, but, uh, you'll have one last chance before we go into lockdown, uh, to see me at absolute comedy which will be Wednesday, December 23rd, the day this comes out. So, uh, if you want to see me and this crazy shit that I'm doing, I'll be hosting for my bud, uh, my good buddy, Casey Corbin, him and I have a, a bonus episode on the one Minute podcast that you can listen to Casey and I chat. I've been uploading the episodes to YouTube and stuff. And actually YouTube's getting a lot of traction. So a lot of people seem to be watching there, which is great. Uh, a lot of people enjoyed the uh, episode I did with Bob Bloomer last week, which is fun. So like more and more episodes, I've got the bonus episode with, uh, with Daryl Purvis coming out on Christmas Day, so like doing lots of recording, doing lots of editing, doing lots of uploading. I'm I'm retooling the podcasts on uh, on Podbean, which is the hosting site I use to include links to some of the things that my guests and I talk about too. So if you're interested more or even following the comics instead of just listening to them and leaving you to go find their shit on your own, I'm I'm putting links in so. There's always work to be done. There's always ways to make shit better. Um, And yes, so short answer. Yes, of course, I'm always going to be looking to make this better. But am I 56 hours a year funny? No, no. And if you're expecting that, um, then yes, you will be disappointed when you tune in. My, my podcast is a side cart, fill in your spreadsheets and your cubicle, cook your meals, drive to work or wherever you're going and listen to me run my mouth while you're doing something else. But if you expect to sit down in a leather wingback chair and stare into the fire and have just the sound of my voice and my stories entertain you, you are going to be very disappointed. Not my thing. Cool. So I hope that answered the question for anybody else who may Who may think that, uh, you know, I, and I appreciate that, that the expectation is that I'm 56 hours a year funny. Um, I do appreciate that. Uh, And you know what? I would say at least I would definitely make people laugh for 56 hours a year and then some, but, but just pulling it out of the wall, you know, just come on wall, be like poltergeist and just, just have that interaction. They're here. What my joke ideas for the podcast. (laughs) Like it's, it is what it is. All right. But I'm still grateful for you guys listening. Like, that's the fun. That's the, I think that's the part that surprises me the most. I'm like, well, fuck, if you're not entertained, why do you keep coming back? This is an abusive relationship. We're, we're codependent with each other. You know, you know, when he's not podcasting, he's really nice. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's that. That's that guys. And thank you for listening. We'll keep trying to make it better. I won't go on another rant about the podcast, but that's, that's that. So collector's box podcast, I can cross a couple things off my list here. Um ba hey dee ba da Hey, that's me going over my list. Um, We're doing, uh, like I said, we're doing lockdown again. I was going to go off on this big thing about uh, how, uh, oh my God, my roommates are so fucking funny. Actually, Kamar's not as bad this time, but uh, Jason's losing his mind because, of course, he's the owner of Absolute Comedy and uh, everything, everything in Ontario is locking down again. So we, all three of his businesses are shutting down. And he's bitching so much like his is the only business that is closing and just the level of complaint and he's such a blowhard on on covid and what we should be doing and what we should have done and why are they closing us down and i just keep saying to him like jay shut up well actually i don't say it like that because that would just start an argument i go i go the funny thing is like jay like you're going why are they closing everything down i go you're gonna go off to your girlfriend's Family's house out of town I go my mom's coming over here when everyone's gone as well as two of my you know my brother and his wife to have dinner so we're gathering even those four people we're still gathering when we, we kind of shouldn't be um you know uh Lord knows what Simon and, and kamar are going to do Kamar's in and out all the time so he's seeing people that like none of us are listening. So how can you, you know, he's going, everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're still shutting us down. I'm going, well, I don't know how you can see that everyone in this house isn't listening. So 100% of this household isn't listening and you're walking around going, everyone's listening. Everyone's listening. I was watching Tosh.0 this week and they had a montage of people shitting in grocery stores and fast food restaurants and things like that. Like one person like got, like was standing there argues with, with somebody on the counter leans up, like leans their back against like a counter shits, picks it up and throws it at the employee. These people are also part of society. Their odds are they're not being careful and and listening or whatever it is. Like there's so many fucking animals so like, and the funny thing too is, is like back in March, you know, I was saying to Jay, I'm like, well, they got us closed down for at least, at least two months. He goes, no, it's going to last two months. There's no fucking way it's going to last two months. And I go, well, the experts say that it could last into the fall. Eh, there's no fucking way. It's not, it's not going to last that long. There's no, there's no fucking chance it's going to last that long. Okay. Well it did. You know, my big thing is like, there's so much noise right now. And so much of it is from the people who don't know anything, don't know anything. And I'm sorry if you think you do, you're not a scientist. You're not a You're not a fucking uh, doctor. You're not an epidemiologist. You're not anybody who knows these things. You have opinions. Sure. But the problem right now is that there's so many people making noise that we can't hear the experts because there's so many people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about talking over the experts. So I don't pretend to know what's going on. All I know is that I don't know. And so I'm going to, at least for now, listen, I'm not saying I'm going to do whatever they tell me to do but I'm going to at least shut my mouth and listen to the people who know more than me. So I'll listen. And if I, if what they're doing, listen, I understand that the politicians don't know what they're doing and they're kind of reacting to everything and they're trying to do the best they can. You know, and it's so funny too, because, because the, the guy in, in, uh, uh, the, the Ontario premier. So the, I guess what the Senator or whatever, the U S equivalent, um, He's conservative. He's, he's from the, the, the PC party and Jason voted for him. And he's like, calling him stupid and this. And I'm like, well, you, you voted for him. You know, I think he's doing a great job. I didn't like him. I did not vote for him. I did not like him. Jay loved the guy. And now that he's, now that he's shutting down his business, like, it's funny. It's like, you would think a conservative would want businesses closed? Like, but that would require thinking. And honestly, blowhards, they're not really known for their thinking. It's more of reaction and opinions and, and whatever it is. But it's so funny too, because like, it's, it's so funny. Jay's like, I'm making all these sacrifices. I got to shut my business down. I go, you're not sacrificing anything. You're not sacrificing. A sacrifice is something you choose to do. It's a choice you do for something else. You sacrifice one thing. You sacrifice cheeseburgers to lose weight. You make the choice, right? They shut you down. You didn't choose. If they didn't do that, you'd still be open. You've sacrificed nothing. That's like saying, that's like a fucking uh, serial killer in jail saying, I've sacrificed murdering people. It's like, no, you didn't. They locked you up. You'd still be out there doing it. If they didn't catch you, you have made no choices to, to remedy or alter your behavior. But it's funny when people like to, to give themselves credit for something that they didn't actively choose to do. Ah, coffee. I'm, I'm relatively calm right now. I think it's cause I have a show to do. And I fuck. I was up till five a.m. and then I got up at like one thirty, two o'clock today. I like get six o'clock right now, so I basically have to get this podcast done and then, and then start getting ready to be funny. The things I'm going to talk about, guys. It will be nice to be a back out in public. I had to find a little spot where I could hit pause. There, my uh, my friend Alex, my uh, my buddy's wife, Alex, sent me uh, a picture of the meal that they just made. So these meal kits that I've been doing. It's a good segue. It's a nice little segue to the next part of the, the podcast is, um, I, you get these things where like when you, when you go to your account, they'll be like, Hey, give someone, you know, a free box of food. And I was like, sure. So I gave one to my dad. Um, I gave one, uh, to my mom. I gave one back to my buddy, Peter from, so I'm like, I'm like running the gambit of all the, the different, uh, you know, meal kit companies here. And, uh, Oh man. Oh man. It's good. Um, what is there? Yeah. Anyways, she's, she sent me the picture and, uh, she's having a great time with it, which is great. So I fucked up, uh, this week because I got a free box that I had sent to my mom's house. She didn't want it. but I'm like, well, I'll I'll take a free box. I'll send you a free box and I'll take it if you don't want it. Um, but the thing was, I guess when I was sending free orders from her account, like, oh, you go to cancel the account after the free box (laughs) and, uh, it's like, Hey, before you do, did you want to, do, do you want to give some boxes to people that, you know, like, do you want to give them some free boxes? And I started doing that. And I, I think I gave one, I gave one to my dad. And as I was like going through for him, like picking, like help, like on the phone with them, picking the meals or everything like that. By the time we were done, I was like, all right, cool. You're all set. Whatever. I forgot to go back and cancel. So, um, I basically got an order to my house here because I was trying HelloFresh. Uh, hello fresh now is the one I'm trying. And, uh, so hello fresh came here. And then another chef's plate one came to my mom's place. I'm like, fuck, now I've got like four meals in one box, three in another. So literally one meal every single day to cook, which you know, when I'm doing a bunch of other things, like an hour in the kitchen is not something I'm looking forward to. Um, as much as you're like, well, you're getting food. And then we had to pay for the one box. Oh, I hate paying full price for things. You know, you feel like a sucker when you pay full price. Am I right, people? Am I right? Full price what am I a fucking half of and no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I've been making, oh my God, meals every single day. And some of them have been easy. I actually learned my strategy now is that like the recipe cards or I'm clicking pens and tapping my coffee cup and all that. I really hope off on it clears the vast majority of it out, but, uh, yeah. Um, they'll tell you things like you know, like the recipe card will say, read the entire recipe first and you read it. And it's like telling you, yeah, I know you add you this much water to a pot and put the salt in, or, you know, put some salt in and then, you know, make your rice, you know, and then the next step will be like, well, rice is on stove cooking uh, wash and chop all these vegetables and then put them in the thing. And then the next step will say, while, while vegetables and, you know, our rice are cooking, roll these meatballs into a thing and place them on a baking sheet. You know, and the rice is supposed to take like, like, you know, like five minutes on the stove. And you're like, so in five minutes, I'm supposed to wash and chop like five vegetables and then toss them in like a seasoning. Also in the same five minutes, I'm supposed to like cut open meat and roll it into meatballs and adding like breadcrumbs and all this. Not to mention like all the constant hand washing you know, because I don't like fucking touching shit with greasy, oily hands or whatever. So I'm like constantly washing my hands in between, you know, and then it doesn't tell you that you need like a a, a bowl for all this. Cause it won't tell you to toss like, the, it's funny enough, the recipe card will say what you need. It'll be like, you know, a small bowl, medium bowl, large pot, large pan. And you're like, okay. But then the, the, the bowls are for like the end of the recipe. They'll ask for like, okay. And when something comes out of the oven, then, then place it into this bowl. You're like, well, I had to use like, you know, I needed a bowl to make the meatballs in. To, you know, rub the breadcrumbs and everything like that. So I can't use a raw meat bowl and then just throw them back in that bowl afterwards. It needs to be washed. You can't have raw meat with, with cooked meat, especially like chicken and stuff. So there's little steps that like, they don't really mention. And then at the same time, um, I don't chop vegetables in a minute and a half. You know what I mean? Like I take my time, I chop them into the sizes that I want and everything like that, you know, avoid cutting my fucking fingers you know? So, uh, and my kitchen isn't very big. So we kind of constantly move shit around. I'll go sit at the table. So what I do now is like all the prep stuff that I can do ahead of time, rolling meatballs and shit like that. I just do it all before I start the recipe. Because a lot of the recipes will be like, turn on the oven to this much when the oven's ready, start the recipe. And you're like, you'd be running like a, a maniac if you don't have any like, you know, cooking experience, which for the most part, I don't. Not three different things. One thing in the oven, one thing in a pan, one thing in a pot, you know, chop, 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 toss, toss, toss over here. Not to mention, like, if you're somebody who's got, like, two or three bowls, you know, some of these recipes, you you need several bowls because you're, like, mixing a, a sour cream and dill thing in one bowl and then tossing your veggies in a pesto in another and then rolling your meatballs with breadcrumbs in another and then another one you're tossing rice with. And you're Like, I don't, how the fuck am I supposed to do this? Anyways, so I'm getting better at it because now I just read the card. I do all of the prep. And then I, I do it together. It's a lot easier, a lot less stressful too, where you're like, I have three minutes to chop these vegetables. So um, I made this one that was like a chicken burger and it was garbage. It was supposed to be chicken thighs and they ended up sending me um, ch- or... Was it chicken thighs? Anyways, there's supposed to be chicken thighs. And I think they ended up sending like, like chick or sorry, they, they sent me chicken thighs and it was supposed to be like chicken tenders or something like that. So the, the, the meat was tough, even though it was cooked, it was like tough and chewy. And there was a lot of like gristle in it really did not like the, uh, the chicken burger. So the chicken burger was basically was supposed to be, um, you cook the chicken, they sent you two buns and then it was gonna have like, a. Uh, f- a home baked fries, which were garbage. You basically, they give you a yellow potato and you two yellow potatoes, sorry. And you chop them up yourself into French fries. Ooh, how fancy I can buy a, fr- a bag of frozen fries. I don't need to chop my own. Um, but the, yeah, and then the burger was basically chicken that you chop up into squares, toss in a barbecue sauce that they provide, uh, or sorry, that there's like, that you make. So it's like, here's this sauce, that sauce. You mix them all together in a bowl. Again, constant bowl mixing in this, in this thing. So it's like, it's this, this tough chicken. I'm cutting it up and I'm cutting through all of it, like the, the gristle and everything like that. You toss it in this barbecue sauce and then you put it on a bun. So it's just chunks of chicken and barbecue sauce, uh, home chopped baked fries and because even kamar was like aren't we supposed to aren't you supposed to like blanch them first like you deep fry them or boil them a little bit first and then you put them in the oven it's like nope these are all like just fr- just potatoes baked right in the oven a little oil on top of them um and then and then like halfway through toss them i hate that when i'm when i'm busy running around and, my, and first off my kitchen's so small there's no room on the counter so like when i've got a pot and a frying pan on the Surface of the stove. I can't take the the stuff out of the stove to like to turn it over, flip it on the pan, and then stick it back in halfway through. I'm like, yeah, it's just staying on the one side the whole way through. So, uh, I think some of the fries. I cut them a little small, so they were like a, a little overcooked. The ends were 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 brown uh, instead of golden yellow. Um, but that was the only meal of the week that sucked. And it was like, and it was like a, a cabbage slaw on top. So it was like mayo, cabbage on barbecue chicken, like chewy, grisly chicken pieces and, and then your own homemade fries. And I'm like, well, again, at 10 bucks a portion, I can make a fucking chicken burger. And and literally these are two things that can come out of my freezer frozen chicken fries, throw them on a baking sheet. Boom. I can pour a little barbecue sauce on them and I can chop a bun. You know, that's not, I, I, that's not a, you know, anyways, it, it, it wasn't ideal, but I made this really, really good Italian, like sausage soup where first time in my life I was rolling pork uh it's like sausage meat and you just roll it into balls and you just drop it into the soup to cook and I was like I was apprehensive because I'm like uh dropping raw meat into my like already boiling soup seemed weird but but it worked it cooked them properly based on the time and everything like that um and it was really good there was zucchini in it there were shallots uh orzo which is like like rice pasta you know what I mean it's like these little pieces of pasta which delicious the sausages and like, I'm not a big sausage guy to begin with but um you know, I ain't one of them fucking light in the loafers guys. I'm not into sausage. Um, but I, I, uh, I didn't mind that one. I really didn't mind. It was actually really, really good. Then I made like this pork ball rice one another night for my mom. Then we had this like lemon or, or sort of like, like a middle Eastern, uh, chicken, Turkish chicken, I think is what it was. And then last night I made one that was like lamb meatballs, which when I'm done, this, I'll throw it in the microwave for my show. So it's good. It's good. I got a couple more, a pasta dish and another rice dish. Uh, one more meatball dish. or actually I think they're both meatball dishes. Jesus, everything's meatballs this week. You know, I don't care if they have a meatball dish every week, but for every dish to be a meatball dish is a little off. Okay. Speaking of food, I also went to halibut house again. So for the third time in a week, I did Wednesday and then I did Monday and then I did Wednesday or sorry, I think I did Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday. Delicious. Went there with my buddy, Peter. Peter's a listener. Pete, thanks for, uh, for taking care of dinner. We're just going to go see, uh, just an opportunity to see my buddy for the holidays, like in a, you know, little socially distanced at a table in a restaurant. It was nice. And, um, and it was great. And he even, he even picked up the tab, not expected, not necessary, but very, very kind. It was nice seeing my buddy, Pete, a uh, tip of the cap to you, sir, for, for the meal. I do appreciate it. Um, I already mentioned I'll be hosting an absolute comedy, so you're am crossing stuff off the list, huh? What might be of interest? New bonus episode, my buddy Daryl Purvis out on Friday. You guys love fun with that. It starts off a little slow and then we get full, full on conspiracy theory chatting later in the episode, which is fun. Um, I already mentioned that I finished The Last of Us 2 with Simon. Um, I'm also doing, okay, so I got a, ma- a holiday meal coming. I've got a fun little story that I'm going to save for you guys, uh, at the end, but so I got, um... I remember when I ordered the hello fresh, they sent me an email saying that they had like a meal kit box for, uh, for, for Christmas dinner. And, um, and it was like nine items and it would have been like 140 bucks, but it was like the portions. Of, so it was basically like a one shot box, one off where this one box comes. It has everything that you need in it for the holiday meal, your Turkey, everything. It would have been a Turkey roll actually. It wouldn't have been a Turkey. It was a Turkey roll that was in it. But then it was like potatoes and cranberry sauce and two different kinds of like vegetable platters. And then not platters, that's the wrong word, uh, vegetable dishes. Right. So like bacon, uh, what the fuck are those called? Brussels sprouts, bacon, Brussels sprouts. And then like, a you know, like a root vegetable medley with, with rosemary and stuff like that. And it was just, it was a cruel thing. And I was kind of like, you know what, this was back early on when I wasn't making seven meals in a week. And I was like, Oh fuck, that would be fun to just, you know, I'm enjoying these meals and the stuff that comes out is tasty you know? So I'm like, that would be cool to, to do that. But we were having some issue with the family, like who's coming, who's not. We had like three people confirmed waiting to hear my brother and his wife waiting to hear my dad. And it was kind of like, ah, we're not sure. And then the funny thing was the deadline was December 15th, but they were sold out by the 10th. Nothing was like, Hey, we're selling out quick. We're we're almost out of a meal or anything like that. They said that the, the deadline to order was December 15th. They send emails for everything. One a day, easy dumb shit stuff. You don't need to know. Hey, why don't you give a friend a box? Like all sorts of other stuff, but constant, constant emails, not one email saying, Hey, supplies are running low on this thing. They still had time to order. So if by December 10th for something that's coming on the 20th, I believe the 23rd, it gets dropped off. So for something that, you know, they're ordering already, why don't you just order more? Why don't you let it go? if you're selling out that fast, let it, let it keep going, make your money, keep ordering more. Anyways, it was dumb. Uh, and then I contacted them and they're like, yep, yeah, sorry, there's nothing we can do. So I had my heart set on, uh, you know, doing a, a Christmas dinner or whatever the, the, the regular style there, holiday dinner, whatever. And, uh, we ended up finding a uh, courtesy of my brother's girlfriend. She's actually the one who brought it to my attention that the box was sold out, but she was like, Hey, there's a, you know, a local bakery that's, that's doing the, the meal already made. Um, for X amount of dollars and it serves six or whatever. So I looked into that, made some calls and it's like, okay, well, that's what we're going with. Um, so, uh, looking forward to that. At least that I don't have to cook, uh, watched, uh, what I believe is the, the, the season finale of the Mandalorian and, uh, no spoilers, but it was good. It was really good. Uh, I was saying that shows kind of like a cameo festival and this episode is no different, but, um, fun action, really fun to see. And, uh, a character, A beloved character who kind of got castrated, um, in my opinion, in uh, some of the more recent stuff, uh, you know, makes a cameo and, uh, you know, gets uh, gets their balls back. You know, it gets to be a cool character again for a few minutes. So um, if you're not watching Mando, uh, I don't blame you. Star Wars has been stupid. I've talked about it before. Uh, didn't like any of the, the movies, the last one there, the rise of Skywalker, such hot, stupid garbage. Um, I haven't given a fuck about star Wars. Uh, Mark, my listener, buddy, Mark, uh, him and his wife tried to get me to watch an episode of the Mandalorian when I had uh, super salty potatoes at their place one time. And I was just like, yeah, it's just not my thing. I think it was like, let's, we can watch that or we can watch them. And I picked the other thing immediately. So, um, I, uh, I was not the slightest bit interested in the Mandalorian. Uh, and then when I was doing my shows in Kingston with, uh, Ernie Vassetti and Ricardo Miaz, uh, Mahita, Mahita, Majitas, Mahitas. Uh, they were like, you're not watching Mando and, and Ernie, uh, put it on and I watched the first episode and it was super cool. It was, it was definitely with the technology and everything we have, it's the way star Wars should have been. And had they been doing this kind of shit, uh, they'd have a lot more fans now since D- Disney took it over. But, uh, instead they, they, they put out those real shit fucking cash grab movies. But the big thing is John Favreau is the writer, creator, whatever. And, uh, old Johnny Favs, he, uh, he does good shit, man. He does a lot of really good shit. And they're having so many guest directors in there. Like, um, one of the episodes recently was directed by Robert Rodriguez, who did like planet terror in the, the, the Mexico trilogy, right. Once upon a time in Mexico and, uh, El Mariachi once upon a time in the West, Uh, Oh, yeah. Desperado, El Mariachi, and, um, once upon a time in Mexico, he did those. Um, he did, uh, from dusk till dawn with George Clooney and Quentin Tarantino, like Tarantino and, um, Robert Rodriguez do a lot of cool work. Plus Robert Rodriguez did all those spy kids movies and stuff like that. Like a lot of like really cool, uh, action and some cutting edge special effects and visuals and stuff. So like. You know, Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, directed an episode like, uh, uh, Taika Watiki, uh, did one who was the director of Thor Ragnarok and some other really cool shit. Um, so yeah, like they're, they're, they're not fucking around. They're, they've got, they've got some goods and it shows, it shows the stories. I got to tell you, the story is not super compelling. The story is actually really basic, but the characters are cool and the action and, and like the adventure aspect of it is, is fun. So they're actually fun movies like, um, yeah, yeah. So Mando last episode, super cool, super cool action, uh, had a blast, had a blast watching it. All right. And the uh, last thing I'll tell you guys before, uh, before I let you go for your holidays, uh, cause this is the last episode before, uh, before Christmas. So I hope uh, everything uh, go good for you, whatever holiday you celebrate, I don't have a dog in a fight. I don't, I I talked about this before. I I don't have a dog in a fight, so I don't care. Um, I hope you just have a good time and safe with uh, the people that you want to be with. Um, I did a Christmas party at someone's house and, uh, Jay offered me the gig and I was like, I was apprehensive because I'm like, well, how many fucking people can be? And I've actually performed for this guy before. They had a bachelor party. This is like this is like a apartment building downtown that looks like eh nothing special, like old red brick building, boring. And then you get inside, you go in the elevator, you go up to the penthouse and you step out and you walk into a two-floor mansion. They have a ballroom in their house. In a in a in a brick apartment building downtown Ottawa. There's a ballroom in 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 his place. Um it's unbelievable. Uh, last time I went, it was myself and my buddy, Tim Riel. Uh, we went there, Tim opened for me. They were like, they were having a bachelor party. they were drinking. So it was like a bunch of dudes. This was like four or five years ago, drinking a bunch of dudes there. And then they hired a bartender chick. So Tim went up and did like 10 minutes for me. I went on, I was there maybe two minutes and I'm busting their balls. And then the, the, the female bartender they hired showed up. They're like, ah, they all stand up. And they go to the bar and start drinking. And I'm like, anyways, guys, if you want, I'll tell you some jokes. And this was me. Like I was. Still good at crowd work, but probably not like as good at handling a rowdy crowd. Whereas like another five years, fucking putting scars on my face, you know. I'm I'm learning what to do. So, um, I'm like two minutes in, they're like, ah, just stop and just come drink with us. And I was like, all right. Um, but that night I actually had prior prior obligations, so I had to like leave. I was like, all right, thanks. I already had the check and everything, so gone. This time I got paid in advance by Jay, so easy peasy. Um. <coughs> this time I was the closing, well, I was closing act last time too, but this time I'm going to close the show again. And there's another comic with me. I'm not going to name her, uh, because I kind of have some, some bad feedback. Now here's the thing. I like this person. I like this person, uh, that was on the show with me. They are qualified. They are funny. I have no idea what the fuck happened at the show, but I guess it was almost like, yeah, you know, anyone would have, would have eaten, eaten their dick. But so we get there. And we're concerned about like, you know, is there going to be too many people here? Whatever. Cause I'm telling her, I'm like, I've been here before and it's a crazy place. Um, last time I go, I performed for two minutes. Then they just told me to come drink with them. I'm like, am I right? I'll do that. So we get there. And when we get there, before we go into the, the apartment, they've got, uh, someone there who is checking temperatures and writing down temperatures and phone numbers and and with hand sanitizer, I'm like, oh shit, they're kind of doing this good. And they have masks on. I was like, okay, great. So myself and this other comic come in. And they kind of have a standing upstairs, like they have the wraparound staircase in an apartment building, a two floor penthouse apartment with, with, I'm talking like floor to ceiling, two floors, not like, oh, there's two floors. You walk upstairs and you're in the other, like, nope, this is, this is wide open space. Just two floors of wasted space in downtown Ottawa real estate, um, a ballroom, you know, so we're chatting and I'm just like this and that. They're like, Hey, can we get you something to drink? Bartenders here. Can we get you something to drink? And I'm, I'm like, you got any scotch? And they're like, Yep. They had the Laphroaig and art bag. And I'm like, I will have some of that because I love those ones. My little distilleries on Isla visited them both. So I'm sipping on my scotch. She's having some wine. She's all worried, like, what are we going to do? They're not listening. And, and she was actually kind of like, I mean, I get that she's being careful. Her, her, uh, I don't wanna, I don't want to give it away. She's being careful of COVID as were we all. But it got to a point where I was almost like, it was almost a little standoffish. So I was a little worried. I'm like, I hope they don't feel like we're being diva. So I kept trying to be like warm, right. We're still distancing. Everyone's doing good, but I'm just like, let's just be warm. And, um, and then, uh, the show finally starts late, later than it's supposed to quite a lot later than it's supposed to. Um, I, I had an obligation to see my folks, uh, later on that evening. So I was being really careful. I didn't want to bring anything back to their place. And, um, I'm just watching. So I got to take a look at the time here to make sure I don't become too far behind. I remember, um, just, just, like watching the time and fuck we get this thing started so finally start the show she goes up there and these guys are already drunk they're already drunk and they're not listening and it's almost like this like i'm listening to her tell a joke and then go guys guys listen shut the fuck up you know you're supposed to shut the fuck up and listen to the show you know comedy's a lot funnier when you shut the fuck up and listen but they're not listening and they just they just go back to talking after like a minute right so she's trying to do her act they're not listening. She's like begging them to listen. They're not listening. But then she, and this is the thing too, like, and I'm not, this is more like of a, of a comedy hack for anyone who's like, oh, I wouldn't mind doing comedy or whatever. If you're at a show where the crowd's rowdy and you can't get them to shut up, she would say things like, and I'm, I'm making something up because I don't want to give away any of her act to identify her, but she'd be like, you know, how many people here know what this is? And it's like, I'm just, I'm, I'm walking down the hallway where nobody is just waiting to go on. And I'm like, don't ask them questions. When you're trying to get them to shut up. Such a rookie mistake. This person's better than that. That's why, that's the only reason I'm saying this. If this person wasn't better, then I I wouldn't, I, you know, cause there's a chance they might hear it. And I'm not shitting on that person. I'm not saying that they're a bad comic. Cause they, this person I believed could have, could have done, you know, could handle this. But, but when you're struggling to get this up, like so it was, it was, that was on them. You can't be asking them questions when you're trying to get them to shut up and they're drunk. So, and, you're, and if you're only asking about it, so that you can do your bit anyway. So you're just going to do the bit. So just be like, Hey, so I recently found out what this is instead of just being like, who's heard of this. Don't invite them to talk, especially when you've got them listening. All right. So that's a, that's a hell gig one Oh one, you know, or tough crowd one Oh one. Do not ask them questions when, when you don't want them to talk. Um, so she went on and, uh, and it was rough. It was rough, but she didn't, she didn't break. But, but it was rough. It was like, there was a lot of pleading to listen and just wasn't happening. So, uh, she brings me up, I get on and, and, uh, you know, take the mic and the mic batteries die right away. Uh, cause it's a wireless mic. And I'm like, Oh. I'm like, you got all this stuff here. And the guys, the guys, well to do, well to do all these different like masks from around the world, hanging on the wall, which I made like an Illuminati sex party joke off of. I'm like, Oh, look at all these masks. It goes, is this is what you guys wear when you're, when you're fucking each other, you put on a mask and you just take turns fucking. he like a little laugh. Cause I was doing it acapella, no mic. And they give the, um, uh, they give the mic to the two, uh, female bartenders to like fix. And I'm like, that's your tech. That's, that's the, the, the tech pit crew right here. No, we got a We got a electronics problem. Give it to the two chicks with big tits. They'll figure it out. Um, and this is a party that's all males by the way. So I'm not, you know, I'm not generally speaking misogynistic, but when you're dealing with a tough crowd, you kind of got to, you know, swing back. So finally we get new batteries. And then I start going, I'm busting balls a little bit, telling some jokes. Everybody's Kind of on board. They're, they're talking over me, but I'm like, I got 20 minutes to do. I'm going to do it regardless. So I don't care if they talk over me, clock sticking, if they want to yell stuff out or whatever. I'll go with it, but I go in like it's first day in prison, and I'm finding the biggest guy, and I'm hitting him over the head with the lunch tray, and I'm just fucking, I'm, I'm just picking everybody in the room, and I'm hammering this guy. This guy looks like that. You two little fuckers look like the. And I'm just boom, and I'm and I'm winning them over slowly but surely. But they are so. At one point, one of the guys is sitting right in front of the bar, and he just turns around. He's got a tray full of shots and gets up as I'm doing my shit and just walks through the guys, handing them shots, of tequila. All right, guys, Merry Crit. Like, he doesn't give a fuck. The show's gonna, I'll be honest, I didn't give a fuck. Cause I'm like, I just made X amount of dollars. I will definitely sell my pride. Definitely sell my pride for this. I don't give a shit. They're so drunk. They're not going to remember it anyways. So I'm just like this. And the funny thing was, um, yeah, I, I actually had a good time with it. And the funny thing was, um, like I, I probably did about 25 minutes because they kept interrupting and whatever. So I'm like, I'm not going to have them feel like I didn't do at least. So I made sure that I was talking for at least 20 minutes. I fulfilled my contractual obligation and uh and then they're like yeah have a drink with us and this and that and i'm like ah, i can't i gotta go and and it's funny because the two bartenders were chatting with me afterwards and they were like oh my god have you done this that was really funny i was hoping that you would do more and this and that and blah blah and i'm like yeah you know i i go it's it's tough and that but i go you can't be trying to plow through like they're not listening so i'm just like i'll do my time the the guy even came up to me at one point and took the mic out of my hand and uh and started like a dry, like he was doing his, like, Hey guys, thanks for coming to my party speech. Like while I'm on and he's like, I'm sorry, man. I'm like, you don't have to apologize to me. I go, you're doing, I go, the clock's still ticking. Go, you know, you want to do the job. You want to talk into the mic. That's fine. Like, I don't care. It's like your boss apologizing for coming in and doing your job for you. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I do not care. Um, so yeah, I, I drank scotch. I made money. I, I, I felt bad for my opening act, who seemed to be having a tough time, and then there was like apparently there's some some dude there. I don't remember his name, but I probably wouldn't say it anyways, just because apparently he's like a, the biggest thing in real estate in Ottawa, big 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 deal. And uh, these guys are all fucking rich, man. They're they're like you have no idea. There was a bottle of Louis Trez there, um, Louis Trez, French for thirteen. Okay, so the red bottle comes in a five hundred dollar bottle. So I was saying, I'm like, I'm like, you guys got a fucking, I saw an empty bottle of Louis Trez here. I go, I go, which is not, I mean, I've been, I've I've been to other places, you know, where the bottle actually has liquid in it. And, and, uh, and I go, it's so funny, but I'm like, you may as well keep the bottle around for display. Right. I mean, it's a $500 bottle and the, the, the rich realistic guys, it's a $5,000 bottle. I go, no, I'm actually talking about the bottle itself, the crystal bottle that it comes in is $500 on its own. If you ship that bottle back, they will refill it and resell it to you for $500 less because they didn't have to issue you no bottle. But I go, but Mr. Fucking Fancy Pants over here needs a fucking fat poor kid to come in and explain to him how his fine things work. Uh, And they was like, they were all like people, you, you take down a pompous prick and, uh, and people like it every now and again. You know what I mean? It's like it's like it's like when I'm like you know on stage where I'm a fat guy melting off at a hot chick. People aren't used to seeing that. It doesn't really happen in nature all that often, but uh, but it's fun when I do it. <laughs> I have a good time doing it, and that's how I'm going to end it. Really. So yeah, anyways, I did that party, get the fuck out of there. It was fun, and and you know what? But it was funny because after the show, um, I was chatting with the bartenders, the only two females, uh, here by the way, and. I wasn't flirting. I wasn't being pretentious. I wasn't trying to get in these guys way or anything like that. But one of the bartenders really knew her shit with comedy. She was fucking awesome to talk to. She's, she's quoting shit. Like the time Burr had to deal with the whole Philadelphia crowd. I'm like, you know, that she's the net. She's talking about Patricia O'Neill. I'm like, you no, know Patricia Patrice O'Neill is like, it was really, really cool to chat with someone who knew comedy. We were chatting and I probably chatted for like a good 10 minutes with the, both of them about, you know, comedy. They were asking me questions and stuff like that. And, uh, I, I could see when I went to thank the people that were there afterwards, a couple of the guys were giving me the fucking cold shoulder, which I think is funny because they're all, they were all honestly like in shape, good looking, well off dudes. And here's this fat comic who shows up, busts their balls. And the, the bartenders are now talking to him instead of them. That was the, the cold shoulder that I got from them afterwards. And I'll be honest, it felt kind of good felt kind of good. I had no interest in any of them sexually male or female, but, uh, yeah, I had a good time. I had a good time. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast guys. Uh, I don't know how many minutes of funny it was, but, uh, you know, if I can get up to 60, 60 minutes amongst 52 episodes, if I can get 60 minutes of laughs, cumulatively through all of them, uh, you know, I'll be at, I'll be at Carlin's level. And I think that's what my goal is for 2021. My new year's resolution is to have in 52 hours, one hour of funny, interesting, uh, laughs so you guys are the best you know i appreciate each and every one of you even if i bust your balls um again i will never identify anybody for 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 stuff but i will address it because just in case hey like i said i got a i got an hour to fill here every week and you know some of the things are eventful stuff that comes up i don't want you guys to think that i'm just sitting here going what's a way to waste an hour no i'll try to be as entertaining as possible but you know what What do you got going on? I can't, here's the thing. All right. Maybe, maybe, oh, we're going to start it back up there. Take the lid back off. You said you only have another couple of chips. Well, I'm taking the lid off the Pringles again. We're getting back into it. All right. I ask you guys every week for an email. Tell me something, anything that's going on with you. Contribute anything. To the podcast. Tell me what you got going on. Tell me a bad movie that you were good or bad movie. Tell me a new hobby you picked up. Chris, Chris, uh, my buddy, who's co-hosted me several times. He's been a regular contributor over the years. Red's been a regular contributor. My pal Tiff, who, uh, who I haven't chatted with in a while, but but Tiff was a listener for a while. She was sending in emails. Uh, Mark sends in emails. Now, this is still not very frequent, and I, I haven't gotten an email from anybody in quite some time. That was another thing someone asked me. He's like, you know, have you ever considered reading the emails you get online? Uh, yes, when I get them, I read them. It's been a long time since I've gotten an email from anybody. So that's the thing too. If I'm supposed to be funny for an hour every week, can I get a fucking email like once every quarter from somebody, you know, I'm not shitting on you guys for it. But again, like I'm on those with the expectations, you know what I mean? Like, you know, if you want me to be interesting, fucking send me something, you know, if you want to, that's also different than talking to the wall. Cause at least I know whoever sent in that email you know, is at least engaged enough to they're, they're looking forward to hearing me read that email. I'll fucking read it. I don't care if you want to take me to task on something, put it in an email. Let's do it. I don't care. Let's, let's chat. Let's make it more than a me in the wall conversation, you know, and all you quiet fuckers who I don't know all over the world, listening in California and New Hampshire and all this stuff, right? The Russian listeners who are probably just trying to gather Intel. While you came to the wrong place for intelligence fuckers. Um, fire me an email, just say, hi, just, that's it. Just say, Hey, my name is whatever. If you don't want me to read it, you can put it on there, but I'd still love to hear from you. But I just want to know where some of my listeners are listening from, you know, the ones that they don't, you don't have to, you don't have to divulge personal information, but just, just maybe just, just hit me up and say, Hey, I listen from here. You know, I know that the downloads are coming from places. I just want to, you know, and anything. All right. Or, or, or if you're not contributing at all in terms of content or constructive feedback or anything, maybe just, maybe just shut the fuck up about the other stuff too. I don't know. I don't know what's fair. I just want it to be fair. All right. So if the only thing you have to tell me is that I don't make you laugh for an hour straight, well, you don't make me either. <laughs> so what can I say? All right. What a horrible message. Ah, you fucking, and I, I'm too lazy to edit. So this is going up. This is, this is going <laughs> That's funny to me. There you go. That's three seconds. We're, we're going to put it on the, on the, the, how funny would that be if I had like one of those like Santa trackers of the minutes of the year that I've, I've, I've made laugh that that made me laugh at least. But again, see, I'm still honest about it. I'm still honest. I know when I'm being a prick and when well, it's not very fair, whatever, whatever, this one's this is an hour and 20. All right. Hour and 20. Um, I really do guys hope, uh, really do hope you guys have a great holiday season. I'm loving seeing the Instagram stories and stuff like that, that you guys are sharing, um, on the social media to see all the different things you guys are doing to prepare for the holiday season. So hope you have the best time ever. Uh, I'm still posting shit up on Instagram. So if you're not following uh, one man podcast, follow one man podcast on Instagram and you'll see different pictures. I've even got some stuff, some of the proofs and things from the box out already. So, uh, take a peek at that. And, uh, in the meantime, I will, uh, will try to do something that's fun and interesting and have some more stories for you guys. Um, other than that, I will chat with you soon. Happy holidays. This holiday, you'll be far away and I'll be all alone. So please remember this December to fully charge your phone. Christmas, let me know you care. Just a word or two of text from you will remind me. Far from me. me say you'll be our beat Hi. Hey. How are you? Okay. Miss you. Miss you too. Xmas sucks without you. I know. LOL. Love you. Love you. Okay, thanks. Bye. A Facebook message isn't quite as sweet. I need more from at you than just a tweet. A Snap phone, Snapchat doesn't last. And voicemail that's from Christmas past. Text me Merry Christmas Christmas. Send a selfie to If you do, I'll go Meet the mistletoe And pretend my screen is new Show me that you love me Text, text, only kiss and hug me I'll be right here waiting For my pants to start vibrating Baby, text me Merry Christmas And I will text you too Christmas, it's the least that we can.